You're listening to Inside the Department of Defense, a podcast with some of the top stories from around the DOD. On January 24th, Secretary of Defense Leon Panetta and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff General Martin Dempsey announced the end of the direct ground combat exclusion rule for female members of the military. The announcement opens up about 237,000 positions to women, 184,000 in the combat arms profession, and 53,000 positions that were closed based on unit type. The Chairman and the Joint Chiefs of Staff and I believe that we must open up service opportunities for women as fully as possible. And therefore today, General Dempsey and I are pleased to announce that we are eliminating the direct ground combat exclusion rule for women. And we are moving forward with a plan to eliminate all unnecessary gender-based barriers to service. The new policy is part of a process that started last February when more than 14,000 assignments in ground combat units were opened to women. It's clear to all of us that women are contributing in unprecedented ways to the military's mission of defending the nation. Women represent 15% of the force over 200,000. They're serving in a growing number of critical roles on and off the battlefield. The fact is that they have become an integral part of our ability to perform our mission. General Dempsey also spoke about how the military will act to expand opportunities to serve in the armed forces. The Joint Chiefs share common cause on the need to start this now and to do it right. We're committed to a purposeful and a principled approach. Specifically, we will extend opportunities to women in a way that maintains readiness, morale, and unit cohesion. We'll preserve our warfighting capability to defend the nation. And we will uphold the trust and confidence of the American people as we go forward. Our nation demands no less. The secretary directed the military to undertake an evaluation of all occupational performance standards to ensure they are up to date and gender neutral. The results of this evaluation are to be submitted to the defense secretary by May 15th, while the entire process is to be completed by January 1, 2016. For more information, visit defense.gov. During a press event at the Pentagon, Secretary George Little provided an update on the U.S. role in supporting France's military operations in Mali. The U.S. Air Force continues to back French operations in Mali through refueling efforts, logistical movements, troop transportation, and information sharing. The United States applauds the French for their leadership in Mali. We share the concerns of the French in Mali, and we are supporting their operations in a variety of ways. France deployed its armed forces to the African nation in efforts to halt the advance of Islamic rebels into territory held by Mali's acting government. In response of France's request for assistance from other countries, the United States deployed airmen and air crews to the French airbase. Uh, this is uh, a key effort. Uh, AQIM and other terrorist groups uh, have uh, 
threatened to establish a safe haven uh, in uh, Mali, and the French have done absolutely the right thing, and we will continue to assess uh, their needs and uh, what our support might be in the future. The U.S. has been sharing intelligence with the French since the operation began January 11th. Additionally, the United States has been providing airlift support to the French Army. The United States Air Force has flown 30 C-17 sorties, moving French personnel, supplies, and equipment into Bamako, carrying more than 760 tons of equipment and supplies and nearly 500 passengers. For more on U.S. operations in Mali, visit defense.gov. Former Nebraska Senator Chuck Hagel appeared before the Senate Armed Services Committee January 31st, where he spoke about his policies should he be sworn in as the next defense secretary. Hagel said his guiding policy is to make U.S. policy worthy of our troops and their families and the sacrifices we ask them to make. And I fully recognize the immense responsibilities of the Secretary of Defense. I assured the President that if I am confirmed by the United States Senate, I will always do my best. I will always do my best for our nation and for the men and women and their families who are called on to make the enormous sacrifices of military service. Their safety, success, and welfare will always be at the forefront of the decisions I make. One of those decisions will have to do with the transition from Afghanistan and what the U.S. presence there will be like post-2014. Hagel said Afghanistan will be front and center on his to-do list. During the eight-hour nomination hearings, Hagel also discussed his policies on terrorism, the Asia-Pacific region, and looming sequestration. For more about the hearings, visit defense.gov. On December 18th, after years of planning and training, a 16-person team of specialized surgeons performed a rare double-arm transplant on U.S. Army Specialist Brendan Morocco. Morocco, who deployed to Iraq in 2009, lost all four limbs when his convoy was hit by an explosively formed projectile. In a press conference January 29th, Morocco, the surgeons, and Dr. W.P. Andrew Lee chair of the Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Department at Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, spoke about the 13-hour surgery. Only six other patients had undergone successful double hand transplant in the U.S. And Brendan's surgery was the most expensive and complicated arm transplant performed. The surgical team had rehearsed the procedure on cadaver arms four times in the last 18 months and the actual transplant was executed according to our design. Following six weeks of recovery, Morocco is finally able to talk about how it feels to have what he had lost back. You know, I never really uh, accepted the fact that uh, I didn't have arms. So now that I have them again, it's, uh, it's almost like it never happened. Uh, it's like I, I went back four years and, and uh, I'm, I'm me again. I've been using the arms to, or the, the, the hands to text and use my computer and uh, scratch my face and, and do my hair. And, uh, it's just, uh, it, they've, they've truly become a part of my everyday life in the last six weeks and um, that's, that's, the way, that's the way we want it. So it's, uh, it's good that it's starting early. The surgery wasn't without risks. The anti-rejection medication could lead to infection and organ damage. 
Only time will tell how much function Morocco will regain with his new limbs, but he is optimistic about the future. Uh, it's given me a lot of hope for the future. Um, I feel like I'm getting a second chance to, to start over after I got hurt. So I'm uh, just excited, excited for the future and see where I can go with it. For more details on his surgery and more on his story, visit army.mil. You've been listening to news brought to you by the Department of Defense. For links to these stories and much more, visit dodlive.mil or defense.gov.